Hi, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of the Learning with Lauren College Edition podcast. Uh, This is a podcast that I've had an idea about um, that I've wanted to start for quite a while. I just didn't quite know how I was going to execute it or what I was going to talk about. Um, But earlier this year, I got accepted to and uh, came to my brand new university, which is the Texas A&M University. And the idea kind of struck me that, you know what? You could talk about your college experience, share some stuff, help people study for exams, because the best way that I know how to study for my exams personally is I study well and I learn well by trying to teach it to others. So I think some of the stuff that we're going to talk about in this podcast is both going to be like normal life um, and college tips, things that uh, can help you as you transition to life in a college world. And then I'm actually going to do some study podcasts where I'll tackle subjects that I'm currently studying for that maybe one day you will be studying for and this podcast will help you as well. That's the hope. So without further ado, let's kind of jump in and get started. So to get to know me a little bit better, uh, like I said, my name is Lauren. Uh, I am a junior here at Texas A&M University um, and I am a Bachelor of Science in Kinesiology with a concentration in exercise and sports science major. Yes, I know, it's kind of a mouthful. (laughs) Um, But like I said, I didn't come here uh, as a freshman. I came here as a junior. I graduated in May from Blinn College in Brenham. And I graduated with my Associates of Science in Health and Kinesiology with honors this May. Um, So I just hope that with this podcast, I can kind of share some of those experiences that I had both here at A&M and over at Blinn with you guys, and that you can use them and hopefully flourish in the college environment. So today's episode, we're going to kind of focus on uh, some stuff that I wish people would have told me about college before I got here. If you are a college freshman, high school senior, high school junior, this podcast episode is going to be extremely helpful for you. For those of you who are already in college, feel free to listen along. Feel free to take note of anything. Maybe you didn't know one of these things. Maybe you had heard about it but didn't really think anything of it. These tips and tricks could also be super important and super helpful for you. To start, I want to tackle, since I am an alumni of Blinn College, I want to tackle the uh, common misconception that junior college is bad. I don't know why um, we associate junior college with being bad or being something you don't want to do or... I don't really know why everybody looks down upon junior colleges. I can just say from experience, junior college is an amazing opportunity that anybody should look into and try and get into. I loved my time at a junior college. It was eye-opening and door-opening for me. I just cannot recommend enough going to a junior college. If you're somebody who didn't get the best grades in high school, somebody whose family doesn't have the money to send you to a big college or a big university, if you're somebody that needs to live a little closer to home or somebody who just isn't ready for that big college environment, if you're somebody who isn't sure, is college for me? Is this something I want to do? If 
if you're a person who just is unsure about college or is unsure how you're going to do in college, my best recommendation would be go to a local junior college, go to a community college. These places are great ways to explore the college environment on a smaller scale, get the same education at a little bit cheaper price, so you'll be saving money, you'll be a little closer to home, you'll be in a smaller setting where teacher ratio is much smaller. It'll be more like a high school environment. Teacher ratio, I think for me at Blinn, was about 30 students to one professor. Whereas here at A&M, most of my classes are about 70 students to one professor and two TAs. So it's a lot easier for you to get to know your professor, get to uh, talk to your professor, get to know them, have them know you, how you learn. You can talk to them about, hey, I don't quite get this. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. You can do that also at a big university. You just have to be more deliberate about it because they have so many students that they can't always tell, hey, you're struggling. Let me help you. Um, at, a, at a big college, you're going to have to take more of a initiative to go out to that professor and say, hey, I'm struggling. I don't understand this. Can you re-explain it? At a junior college level, they're going to be able to notice it because you are in such a small class. You, they are not looking at 70 people's assignments and trying to figure out, okay, who's struggling, who's not. They're looking at 30 maximum. They'll probably actually be looking at around 20, maybe 21. So junior college is just, I feel like it is one of the best opportunities. And I think that anybody, anybody should try and go to a junior college if they have a chance. Another opportunity that you get at a junior college that you're not going to get at a big university is the opportunity to join Phi Theta Kappa. Phi Theta Kappa is the National Junior College Honor Society. I myself am a member and an alumni member of the Phi Theta Kappa. I was a member of the Beta Alpha chapter over at Blinn College in Brenham. And I just want to give them a quick shout out because they are such an amazing resource and opportunity for all students who are attending a junior college. They give you the opportunity to network, um, have leadership opportunities, have volunteer opportunities. They facilitate scholarships for their students. They are just a phenomenal organization that if you go to a junior college, I want you to try your hardest to get the best grades and get into Phi Theta Kappa. The experience I had with them is just phenomenal. I can't even put it into words how great it was and how wonderful an opportunity it was to be a part of such an upstanding organization that does so much for so many people. Uh, next thing that I want to talk about is um, coming from a junior college to a big college. So for me, going from Blinn College to Texas A&M University, it was a phenomenal experience, something that it's just amazing to see how everything from small colleges transfer to big colleges and, you know, the process that you have to go through to get there is quite, I'm not going to lie to you, transferring can be tough. 
but it's 1000% worth every second. It's worth it. Um, all the things that you did at your junior college, trying to get it to the big colleges, it's worth every second of it. If you have a chance to go to a junior college and get those hours in before you go to a big university, it's 1000% worth it. Um, one thing you do, I do want to recommend to you is if you're at a junior college or if you're going to a junior college, by year one, by the end of the first semester, because junior colleges are only two years, an associate's degree is only two years, so you're only going to get four semesters at that college unless you have to take less hours or something happens and, you know, you don't quite make it. Then you may have five or six semesters. But you're only going to get four semesters about, roughly, at that college. So by your first semester, you need to have an idea of where do I want to go after I'm done here? And what do I want to have my degree in after I'm done here? You don't have to be picture perfect at that moment. Just have an idea in mind. That helps your advisor at the junior college help you get all the courses required to get into the bigger college. So for me, I was required to have two maths with at least a B, two sciences with at least a B, uh, one English with at least a B, and a few different other electives or so. If I didn't have those classes or I took other classes in the place of those, I would not have qualified for admission to the university that I wanted. So um, by having an idea of where you want to go and what you want to major in, you can tell that to your advisor at the junior college level. They can call the next college you want to go to, tell them, hey, I have a student who wants to major in X, Y, and Z. Can you send me your requirements? And the bigger college, the bigger university, should be able to send them over a sheet that says this is what he or she needs in this category, this is what he or she needs in this category, and so on and so on. And by doing this, your advisor will be able to tell you, hey, you know, your degree plan wants you to take chemistry 1401, but they want you to take biology 1301. So, that way they'll work with you on you know, this may be what your degree plan here with us is, but if you don't want to get this degree, if you don't want to get your associates, if you're just trying to get your basic credits out of the way so that you can apply to the bigger college, then you can do that. Or, if you want to get your associate's degree, they can say, okay, well, the big college wants you to take biology 1301. We want you to take chemistry 1401. So what we're going to do is we're going to use one of your electives. That means you still take Chemistry 1401 to fulfill the credit needed at the small college. And instead of having an elective like art, what you'll do is you'll take the science, the biology 1301 that the big college needs. So that way it'll both go into your degree plan and you'll fulfill the requirements for the big college. I know that was a little complicated. You may not have followed. Um, essentially what I'm trying to say here is by the end of your first semester, you need to have somewhat of an idea where you want to go. 
by doing that and telling your advisor at the junior college level, hey, I want to go to this college and I want to major in this, they can figure out what is needed at the bigger college and work it into your degree plan, work it into your schedule so that you fulfill the requirements for both colleges without having to stress so much. This is so important. I've met so many people at the junior college level who didn't realize that they had to do that. Um, and then they missed out on some of the requirements. So they wound up having to stay at the junior college an extra semester or an extra year even just to fulfill the requirements needed at the bigger college because they wound up taking a degree plan that didn't fulfill all the requirements at the larger college. I can't emphasize to you enough how important it is for you to do that. If you are planning on going to a bigger college from a junior college, please, please, please tell your advisor what you want to major in at the big college. And if you don't know, that's fine. What you can do is call the bigger colleges. They all have offices for incoming students. And you can tell them, hi, I'm not exactly sure what I want my major to be, but one day I would love to be a doctor or I want to be a lawyer. What should I major in? And they'll talk to you about all kinds of stuff. You know, what do you want to do with your law? Like, what kind of law do you want to do? What kind of, you know, medicine do you want to do? Are you leaning toward being a nurse practitioner who can do everything just about that a doctor can? Or are you looking to get your full MD? Are you trying to do, you know, they're going to go through everything with you. So if you're unsure, give a call to a couple of the larger universities and colleges. Talk to them and ask them questions. They are there for you to ask questions. Go ahead and ask. All right, so next up, I want to tell you about, um, the, oh, the common misconception that um, you cannot wear your high school clothes at a college or university. That was a big deal that um, everybody told us while we were in high school, like, don't wear your college, I mean, don't wear your high school, you know, girls athletic shirt and your soccer, you know, jacket. Don't wear anything that says your high school on it when you get to college. I'm just going to be very, very honest. Nobody at college cares what you wear. You can wear whatever. That is totally up to you. You don't have to throw away half your high school clothes. Nobody's going to say anything about it. They're going to actually, for the most part, they're going to be like, oh, you went to such and such high school? That's so cool. We used to play you guys in football. How crazy. Nobody's going to judge you for that. Where, where would you like? The only thing that I would say is a no-no is wearing your high school letterman jacket. That is the only thing that just about anybody would be like, why are you wearing that? That's the only thing. So wear whatever high school clothes you want. Just if you can avoid it, try not to wear your letterman jacket. That's the only thing that anybody ever says anything about. Everything else is totally fine. You can also wear some of your junior college stuff. Just try not to wear too many different colleges apparel on your campus. 
it's kind of disrespectful to the college that you're at. Nobody's really going to say anything about it. It's not too big of a deal. You know, it's the college you came from. But just try not to wear it as often. Next up is um, sports. Sports in college is a really big deal. If you get the chance to go to college, 1,000% go to a sporting event. Go to a sporting event. Just do it one time. Just go to a sporting event. Even if you're not a sports person, just pick one and go to it. You would be surprised how much fun you're going to have at these sporting events. It's a whole different atmosphere than high school sports, middle school sports, even some professional sports. Like, college athletics is a whole different level, and it's so fun to go to these games. You're going to meet all kinds of friends. You're going to find people that you didn't even know, you know, you had classes with. Uh, You're going to meet study buddies at these games. You're going to meet future best friends at these games. Just go to one sporting event. I challenge you. Just go to one. However, if you're an athlete listening to my podcast today, if you're a high school athlete or a college athlete, congratulations. Um, That's amazing if you're a college athlete. High school athletes. Something I really wish somebody would have told me before I went to college. In case you didn't know, which most of you probably don't, I was a high school athlete. I played soccer. I thought I was the bee's knees. I thought I was great. Nobody else did. Nobody. I uh, actually did get a scholarship to go to college at Blinn on an athletic training scholarship, not a soccer scholarship. That means that I was the person who uh, did all the sports medicine stuff for the soccer teams. And the thing about college athletics is, um, and especially for me, which um, athletic training is very different. Um, College athletics recruiting is very, very, very competitive. You have to, um, not just your coach, but you have to put yourself out there. You know, your coach can make phone calls on your behalf, but reaching out yourself to a coach and actually saying, hi coach, here's my, um, here's my highlight reel. Here's some facts about me. I can jump this high. I'm this big. I'm this tall. Doing that and actually, you know, putting forth the effort. I mean, it puts you above everybody else. And uh, for those of you that think I'm exaggerating, in athletic training, coaches like it's not an actual sport it's sports medicine my coach could not you know call other coaches and give them stats and give them video we're we're not actual athletes I had to go out myself and um really you know put forth the effort to email um athletic trainers at different colleges and you know, ask them about their program and tell them, you know, I've been an athletic trainer for the past five years. Um, You know, I think I could be a great addition to your program. Is there an opportunity in which I could come visit and see what your facilities look like or see how your program works? Um, I had to do all of that myself. So um, college athletes, you, or high school athletes, I apologize, high school athletes, You guys really have to put forth uh, your own effort. 
I think that's a very important thing that I wish somebody would have told me um, sooner. Um, I would have I would have started looking into programs sooner. Not that I um, dislike my program or anything. I loved my program. It was great. I learned so much while I was at Blinn in their athletic training program. But um, it would have given me more time to understand the recruiting process. And so um, if you're listening to this, I, I want you to know that having that personalized touch, um, actually emailing yourself, actually asking, you know, could I visit your program? Would you be interested in allowing me to visit? What does your program look like? What do your practices look like? What do you do like pre-game? Stuff like that. It really does put you above and beyond the normal um, just student. Uh, somebody that they're recruiting. If they're not recruiting you, that gives you a foot in the door. That is putting your name on their desk um, by emailing, putting all that out there. They may not know about you yet and by emailing and uh, talking with them like that, you could put yourself on their radar. Um, and so that's that was one thing I really think I wanted to tell everybody. Um, next up, we're going to talk about um, actually classes, grades, uh, schoolwork, stuff like that. For starters, I want to I want to start by saying this. This is a very important thing that I want everybody to know. Bad grades don't define you. I'm going to say that one more time. Bad grades don't define you. That's so important. I'm going to say it one more time just because that's the most important thing that if I want you to take away from today's podcast, it is bad grades don't define you. I had a hard time with that when I uh, started college. I was the high school kid that always had to have straight A's. If I got a B, I was like, what is this? Why, why am I so far behind? You know, like, wh why am I struggling? I can actually remember the very first time that I got a B on an assignment. Um, and it was my sophomore year in world geography class. Um, and it was an 89. An 89, and I freaked out. Meanwhile, when, when I got to my uh, junior college stuff, it, it does get a little more complicated than high school level work because now you're not in high school anymore. You are in college. Next up is um, it's okay to change your major. Um, that's another thing that uh, pe people look down on quite often. They're like, oh, you, you picked your major. You have to stick with it. No, you don't. You really don't. Do something that makes you happy. It's okay to change majors. Sometimes credits don't transfer. Sometimes you lose them when you change. But do something that makes you happy. If you're halfway through your major and you realize, this doesn't make me happy. Or I am struggling way too much with this. This is not, I'm not made for this. It's okay. You can change your major. You can you can try something else. You can do something else. That's totally fine. Changing majors, changing your college, that's all completely fine. Do what makes you happy. 
college is about you and finding your place and finding what you want to do. So go ahead and do it. It's totally fine to change it. Even if other people are like, why would you want to change your major? You, you like what you do. If you truly don't, then change it. Go ahead. It's completely up to you. Bad grades don't affect you. They don't, they don't define you. And changing your major doesn't have to be a bad thing. You can do whatever you want to do. If you want to change your major, if you want to change from biochemistry, if you want to change from biochemistry to horticulture, or if you want to change from horticulture to engineering, and if you want to change from engineering to education, if you want to change from education to history and history to nuclear science, go ahead. Do what makes you happy. Next up is um, study habits. Study habits. You, uh, when you first enter college, it's going to be a little difficult. It's not going to be like high school where you have a structured seven-period day and you get home at four o'clock in the afternoon and you only have this much homework and it, it's going to be very different. You're going to have longer breaks between classes. You get to set your own schedule. Most college students don't choose 8 a.m. classes because they don't want to wake up early anymore. Sometimes you will make your schedule and you'll have an hour and a half between classes. It's going to be different. And you're going to have to learn the work, school, and life balance. And at first it's going to be difficult. I'm not going to lie. You're going to struggle trying to figure out, well, how do I schedule it so that I go to school from this time to this time? And then I work from this time to this time. And then I come back home. And then what if I have homework? Then, you know, at first it's going to be a little hard. But my, um, my personal opinion is I enjoy doing the morning classes. There's less people in them. It makes me get up and start my day. And I, I try to go to morning classes. And then I'll work in the, in the afternoon to evening. And then I'll come home and work on some homework, you know, do some housework, stuff like that. Other people prefer to, um, you know, work in the morning and then take classes in the evening and then go back to their apartment. Um, some people don't work. That's totally fine, too. So you can spread out your classes more. Um, when I was at Blinn, I know I tried to do all of my classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. That way, then I could work on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Saturday, Sunday was kind of my time that I had to myself or I could work. I could choose kind of whatever I wanted to do. So, find a pattern that fits for you. If it fits for you best to do, like, different times of the day or for different things, if it works best for you to have this day I do this, this day I do that, totally fine also. Um, just keep in mind that if you're trying to get certain classes at college, they don't offer every class every hour of every day. They may only offer Kinesiology 121 from this time to this time on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So you have to fit everything around that. 
acknowledge that, like I said, it's not going to be the same as high school. It's not going to be set in stone when classes are offered and they're always offered all the time. So any combination works. You may have to shift classes or skip taking a class this semester and instead take it next semester because it doesn't fit your schedule for this semester. So in, in, in college, um, the work-life school balance is going to be based off of school. Uh, school is going to be the main thing that you have to try and put all of your schedule around. So be aware of that. Um, is, is that's what you need to be focusing on is can I set my school schedule and make things work around it or do I need to change the classes and times that I'm taking them? At, I think at junior colleges it's, it's a little bit more lax. You can kind of add and drop whenever. At bigger colleges and universities they have set times when you can add and drop classes. So once you have them for a while you're set in stone at a big college and university. At Blinn, however, I do know that one semester I had, about midway through the semester, I realized this schedule is not going to work. Um, and I was taking eight-week classes, which are more of a junior college thing than a, a university thing. And I loved them. Eight-week classes, you're taking 16, week, 16 weeks worth of material and compressing it into half the length of time. And I realized that the next eight weeks, the schedule I had was not going to work. So I logged on and dropped those classes and set them, uh, re-picked up classes that were more apt to my schedule. Also bear in mind that I don't know about every other state, uh, but in Texas, you only get a set drop limit. So you can only drop during your time as an undergraduate student. So from the time that you start to the time that you earn your bachelor's degree, you only have a set number of drops. So you can't just drop, 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 and add classes. You have to be aware of um, add drop times. So if you're at a university and they say you can only add and drop classes from this date to this date, that's kind of the time where those classes, dropping them, doesn't really affect you a whole lot. However, if you're adding and dropping outside of those dates and times, then you're getting into your drop limit. And I believe in Texas it is, I want to say six. I really hope it's six. I think it's six uh, classes. So you can only drop six classes during your time as an undergraduate student in Texas. So be aware of that. Um, if, you're, if you don't understand what I mean by that, please contact your advisor. Please tell them, hey, I heard this thing about a drop limit in the state of Texas. Do, like, how does that work? Um, and they can give you a better, more in-depth explanation. Um, I may not be correct in um, how I explained it, so please don't quote me on that. Um, please be aware, though, that there is a, a drop um, maximum in the state of Texas. Uh, so if you have any questions about that, contact your advisor or contact somebody associated with your college that helps um, with adding and dropping classes. Sometimes the financial aid people will also know about it. 
Um, not every financial aid department, however, does. So I suggest contacting your advisor. Next up, um, study habits. Set a time to study. Set a time. It You study way better when you go, okay, so from 3 to 3.45, I'm going to spend that time working on just this class. Instead of... Well, I guess I should study. Um, I guess I can start now and finish later. By not having a time limit. By not doing that to yourself. Not giving yourself, oh, I need to have this much studied in this amount of time. You're not going to study as well. You're going to get more distracted. Uh, you'll probably spend more time on your phone or doing stuff that is not actually studying. And um, I'm going to be very honest. YouTube is awesome. If you don't understand something, somebody out there has created a YouTube video for it. Somebody knows what <laughs> what's going on and they may explain it different than your professor. And sometimes all it takes is somebody explaining it just a little bit different than your professor did. And it makes a world of difference. I'll be very honest. I've had that where I just didn't quite understand the way that the professor was explaining it so I googled a YouTube uh, video trying to explain it and the way that that person explained it they did the problem basically the same way but the way they explained it was just a little different and I was actually able to understand them um, so YouTube is a great resource please use that if you are going to a college and you're in a class and somebody says hey, we should make a group me or we should make a group chat so that we can, uh, you know, study together and so that we can ask each other questions. Do not join that group chat. Don't do it. Don't do it. And I know you're probably listening to me going, well, that doesn't sound quite right. Um, I feel like you should join the group chat. No. Do not join the group chat because all it takes is one person in that group chat being a cheater or doing something that they shouldn't and everyone in that group chat gets in trouble. Don't join group chats in college. If you're looking for someone to study with, you can ask them, hey, let's meet at a place and let's study. Don't join group chats though. It never ends well. I have never joined a group chat for college and I have been fine. Um, on the other hand, I have had friends who have been in classroom group chats and somebody didn't do something right. Somebody was not a good student and every single person in the group chat has gotten in trouble, even if they were the one who reported it. So. I'm just going to be very honest and say, don't join college group chats. Don't do it. It's not worth it. It's not worth the risk. It's not worth any of it. Don't do it. Next up, I, I am an Aggie, uh, so I do, I do want to put this out here. Um, don't cheat. Don't cheat. At the end of the day, if you become a doctor and you cheated on one of your tests or a few of your tests during college. Do I want the doctor who cheated on the test trying to figure out the answer to 
how to fix somebody? Or do I want the doctor who is honest and actually studied and actually knows what is wrong with somebody? If you're an Aggie and you're listening to this, I'm going to repeat the Aggie honor code. Because I think it's one of the most important codes for anybody to live by. Um, and that is, Aggies do not lie, cheat, steal, or tolerate those who do. I don't tolerate people who cheat. I'm going to be very honest. I really don't. Um, and that that's college. If, I, if somebody sees you cheating, we're going to turn you in. Because that's not fair. Actually, learn the material, please. Don't, uh, don't try and cheat. No, that's not fair. That's not how life works. We don't cheat. Use study buddies. Use an actual studying system. Um, try the Pomodoro effect to help you study. Go to the library. Ask somebody to try and teach it to you if you don't understand it. Go to the professor's office hours if you don't understand it. Make flashcards. Watch YouTube videos. But don't cheat. Don't cheat. I can't emphasize that enough. That's not what college is. That's not what life is. Don't cheat. And I know the last four minutes have been me repeating don't cheat. But I'm going to say it again. Do not cheat. Don't do it. Not only are you going to get in trouble for cheating and receive a zero on the assignment, you'll probably be kicked out of the class, and you'll probably be kicked out of the college or university that you're a part of, and there will be marks all over your permanent record so that if you ever try and apply to another college or university, they can see that you cheated on classwork, and they're not going to want you. So, do not cheat. One more time, Aggies do not lie, cheat, steal, or tolerate those who do. So, this has been a um, kind of a mishmash of different tips and tricks to college. Um, I think the only one that I really missed, uh, which is an important one for college, is use rate my professor. R-A-T-E, my professor. Um, this, I'm just going to be honest, college kids are honest. They are very honest. Uh, rate my professor, rate, R-A-T-E-M-Y-P-R-O-F-E-S-S-O-R. Rate my professor is the best resource. It's going to be your best friend. Um, if you are signing up for a class... I suggest putting the instructor's name in there and seeing what kind of reviews they get. Because college kids are honest. And they're going to tell you, hey, this professor, you know, he's not always available for office hours. Or this professor likes to give pop quizzes. This professor, you know, is lecture heavy. Meaning you actually need to be at the lectures. Um, this professor provides extra notes. This professor does not provide extra credit. This professor has lots of tests. This professor has lots of projects. It's going to tell you just about everything that you need to know for the class. And um, they're so true. I've had one or two professors where I'm like, oh, the reviews can't possibly be that true. No, they were 100% true. So please, please use that resource. It's there for you. 
college students are very honest and it'll probably help you um, because sometimes there are professors who are not good for people who are not proficient in the subject because they move at a much faster pace. Um, and if you're not proficient in the subject, it's not your best subject. Math is not my best subject, I'm not going to lie to you. Listen to what they say because honestly, if you're not very good at it and it says, hey, he moves fast, you need to be really good at math in order to take this guy, don't take him. It's that easy because it's the truth. Alright, you guys, um, so... That's about it that I have for today. If anybody thinks of anything and wants me to add it into a later podcast, uh, just send it to me, let me know, and we'll move from there. So thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day, and gig them.